Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hooper's Lab podcast. This is the podcast where we talk all things basketball. I'm joined here by my co-host, Riley. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, how are you today? Uh, I am fantastic. That's good, that is good. Uh, you know, for me personally, I got my I got my nice setup. You, you can't see it, but... Yeah, I love the setup, bro. Got so the, good. Yeah, I know. Do you want me, I could describe to the listeners uh, the setup in very vivid detail. Every single <laughs> item in the room. <laughs> and just paint the picture. No, but I got the LED lights up. Uh, they're currently on purple. Um, I, bought yeah, I, got mine on, I got mine on cyan, cyan right now. Ooh. Yeah, I had mine on blue earlier. It's usually like blue and purple. Those are my like go-to. Yeah, yeah. Or red. E oh wow that's that's safe for special occasions. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course, you got the mood lighting. But uh, I also bought my Lakers hat today, so yeah, I bought a Lakers hey. hat, and I got my son's jersey hanging up now. So not a bandwagon, <laughs> but kind of. So. So this has been a segment that I've wanted to do for a long time. It's just like NBA opinions, and then we're going to say if we agree or disagree. These are like very like controversial. So can we, can we consider like facts or cap? I guess just, yeah, facts or cap. It's more like, yeah, it's more opinion-based. <laughs> These are just opinion-based questions, and we're going to say if we think that's facts or if we think that's cap, and then we're going to talk about it. So the first one. I just found these, like, on the internet, by the way. Like, I didn't make these. But first one, Steph Curry has the potential to be the GOAT point guard. So they're basically saying he has the potential to be the greatest point guard of all time. Keyboard potential. I don't know. I, I don't think he will, but he does have the potential to. Okay, that's what... So he has the potential to, but you don't think he will. What would you give, like, a percentage chance that you think that he, he does? 60-40. 60 40 that's pretty that's pretty high that's maybe pretty... i was gonna say maybe 70 30 oh 70 that he doesn't and then okay i thought it was the other way yeah oh okay i like i chose this one because i don't completely like think it's that crazy because i don't know i just hold a lot yeah, I know. of weight i don't know i just value curry so much and i mean two-time mvp and then you also look at just being like the leader of the greatest um the greatest team of all time i mean if you want to say record wise or just in general but yeah yeah but i mean leading those teams and then adding durant and then still having it fluid and not having issues because like not every point guard could do that like if if you replace carry with curry on that team like i don't think that has the same results no exactly so people really like to discredit stuff and like it also depends on how like, I feel like Curry's peak is honestly better than Magic Johnson's peak. I can agree with that. And also, Magic doesn't have the longevity that much because he had to retire early. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, if Steph has a really good, like, second half of his career, which he has it's been definitely, doing because, It's definitely a yeah. huge possibility. Yeah, he's been really nice this season. No, he has been really nice this season. And if he, like, keeps this up, I don't think that he'll, like, just fall off. Like, I think that he'll be good for a long time. So, like, he can continue to just get better and he'll break more records. And then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My thing, too, with Curry, I think that he should have a finals MVP. Um, when Iggy got it, I'm still one of the yeah, people that, that think that, yeah. Yeah, I can 100% agree with that. 
Yeah, the only, like, really, like, bad thing on Curry's legacy is the finals MVP stuff, but, like, he's been the leader on all the championship teams. So, like, like Durant exactly, was the like, Yeah, like, Durant got the finals MVPs, but without Steph, it's very easy to say that they don't win those championships. Exactly, and then you can make the argument that, like, yeah, because Curry's more valuable to that team, in my opinion. Because if you take Durant out, then it'd be less of a difference than if you take Curry out of those teams. Honestly, people like to say that that was, like, the best team ever because, obviously, it is one of the best teams ever. But you take out, like, any one of their, like, main four, and they're they're going to struggle because all four of those guys yeah, are, like, say. so impactful. Like, honestly... That's facts. The one, like, if you have a supporting cast, like, a decent supporting cast as well, the one person I'd say you could take out most... Could Loki be Durant? I was thinking that too because we already seen that they won without him. Exactly. So team, like, so it's like, like yeah, exactly. when Durant's potentially one of your least like valuable pieces in terms of winning. <laughs> That's like, sad. I know exactly. That just shows how like valuable those core four guys are. Yeah. Also, really, the only like thing that I like, the only knack on Curry, like for his legacy for me, is just that 2016 Finals. That's really the only thing that holds yeah. it back for me. Yeah, but I mean, I I do think that he has the chance to be the go point guard, even though like Magic's great, but he has the potential. Like, it's not too out of the order, too out of the question. No, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if someone said that on Instagram because you know some bitches be wilding on IG. Yeah. So next one, this one I've seen this a lot actually. I don't know why. Well, I do know why, but so I've seen on lots of people's lists that Will Chamberlain is better than Bill Russell. And so is this fax or cap, Wilt or Bill? Bill so Russell. Is, I don't care. I, 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 I don't yeah. I don't I think they're both slightly overrated, but Oof. but uh, <laughs> I'm still hundred a thousand percent taking Bill over Wilt. I can agree. I'm taking Bill. The thing is like Bill was the defender, but like Wilt wasn't a bad defender either. He was an elite defender too. But like when you're seven two and like that big of a beast in a league of just not as skilled players as Wilt, then obviously he's gonna dominate. No, exactly. Because he's like, just a freak. I I swear, like this man could probably literally get open layups all day. That's facts, and it's just like with Bill Russell. I don't know. I just value impact and defense and leadership more than I do with just scoring. Exactly. And, like, I value the championships. And also, Bill Russell has the personal accomplishments. That's true. But I have Bill over Wilt in my list. I always have. And even though, like, but he averaged 50 points in a season. Well, they, they didn't I, even weren't even winning when he was doing that. Exactly. And it's just like, well, I mean, it's just hard to... Uh, like value team success and like based on how the rest of the team is yeah because like bill russell did have lots of hall of famers but he also made them hall of famers and he was the leading guy it wasn't like he just got carried yeah exactly so yeah i got built over wilt built i mean i (laughs) i got built he built differently Um, next one is CP3 should have won MVP over Kobe in 08. So that was Kobe's if, MVP year. If Kobe had another MVP, I don't think if Kobe, like, I don't think they would have let Kobe not get an MVP in his career. 
And since he didn't have one, that was his MVP, and he was getting it. But yeah, typical, that's true. Very, very, very deserving of that MVP, and I think he should have. But I don't think he would have. Would, yeah, yeah. Which, it's just like storylines. That's the thing. Exactly. That's the narrative. Like they had to give Kobe an MVP, which like he probably should have had one earlier. Yeah. So just like, exactly. and obviously it's still well deserved. I'm not discrediting that or anything. But no, we're not. Yeah, exactly. I do I'm think not saying CP3, that they just gave I, it to him. Exactly. Like I do think. Kobe deserved that MVP, but I personally think I would give it to CP. I think I would vote for CP3 too. When you just look at just helping his team more and just how more impactful he was to his team. And when you just look at stuff like that, and just he was great. Like that Chris Paul winning MVP, or like in that year, he was really, really good that year. In terms yeah. of advanced stats, impact, base stats, like he was just that guy. No, exactly. And that team really wasn't like great. And then Kobe had Pow at the second half of the season because this is when they traded for Pow in the middle of the yeah, season. Yeah. So I don't know. I I still feel like Chris Paul is more deserving of it, or not not more deserving, but I think that he should have. I don't know how to word it. It's like. I know, like I feel like you should have won it, but I feel like that's wrong when I say that. So, like, I don't, I don't know, I don't exactly know how to explain it, but it's, yeah, it's Steve Nash's fault, man. He fucked everything. Yeah, it's up. all Steve Nash's fault. He needs to run. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, next opinion: the Milwaukee Bucks will come out of the Eastern Conference this season. Facts or cap? Cap. I think. Honestly, the Bucks—they've let me down before, but they're my pick to come out. I wouldn't. The... No, I wouldn't be surprised because, like, mm-hmm. I, it's not insanely high on the Nets yet. And... I'm not either. It's just like defensively, you can't like not have that defense. And then exactly. I'm not high on the Celtics either because their depth is awful. Yeah, I'm not the only other team that like it's the Sixers, but like I'm just still have question marks about Ben Simmons, man. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, like, I feel like it's Sixers or Bucks, which is crazy to say when the Nets are as talented as they are, but they just don't have the defense there. They're just so bad defensively. I mean, hey, if they're able to make some more changes to make their team better as well. I was going to say, yeah, because it's still just as of right now, I'd say the Bucks. Here's another reason why. When they've let us down before, they've been kind of like the top dogs and they've had all these expectations. Now, like, no That's one true. expects anything from them. Like, Everyone's saying the Sixers and the Nets are like the favorites, but like the Bucks are low key doing their thing, and they're still and like, that's, a really good team. That's the type of shit that motivates Giannis as well. That's exactly what I was thinking because, like, yeah, like they're like the underdogs right now. So, like that underdog kind of line, it's gonna be like, I, I am Giannis. I will go score and win playoffs. <laughs> I like that accent. It was very good. I sounded just like Giannis, <laughs> but. Yeah, and it's also just like they have Chris Middleton, who's been playing phenomenal, and I think that he gets a lot of hate in the playoffs that he doesn't deserve. That's true. And then you also got Drew Holiday. He gets a lot of hate. Like, here's the thing Giannis on Durant, Middleton on Harden, and then Drew on Kyrie. Like, I just think the Bucks match up really well against the Nets because they they have the defenders, they have the scoring, they have the shooting, and then also, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, they have the defense, they have the scoring, they have the shooting. And then Giannis is such a matchup nightmare. Like, the Nets literally 
can't stop him. And like no, exactly. Yeah, because we've seen the past two playoff series where Giannis has been disappointing, has been because the other teams are well coached defensively, very well coached defensively, and are very well and have great defenders and very good schemes that they could throw at Giannis. But the Nets don't have that. That's true. That's true. Like Steve Nash isn't gonna be like <laughs> Steve Nash ain't gonna do shit. Hey, you never know, man. But like, but like Giannis had to go up against Nick Nurse and Eric Spolstra. No, that's true. And I could agree. The best defensive teams in the league. So, yeah, that's fair. Uh, also, one last thing about that is when the Bucks played the Nets this season, the Nets won, but they barely won. It was like a really close game, and the Bucks were struggling from three. Like they could just not hit their shots. So if those shots are falling, then I see no reason why the Bucks can't win. But yeah, so I think the Bucks, Sixers, and Nets. I mean, obviously you can't count out the Nets because they're. Still, you know, they still um, got two of the top seven players, best players in the league. Two of the top, uh, yeah, two of the top seven, and then three top fifteen players. I'd say Kyrie's. Uh, oh, I, I he's yeah, playing. No, he's playing really well this season. No, I was gonna say he was fifteenth on my, and he'd definitely be up. Like I think he's up on my list from when we did our rankings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is the last one. So I seen this one. Derrick Rose would have been a top three point guard of all time if he no. didn't get injured. That's cap. You don't think so? No, that's cap. Here, here's my thing. Okay, here's my main thing. So Derrick Rose was in the East, and when Derrick Rose won MVP, he'd even beat LeBron. So Derrick Rose, like I see people say that, oh, Derrick Rose would have won championships and Finals MVPs and MVPs if he would have stayed, but like, like or if he would have, man, like, no, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so either, because like he would have been stuck in the East against LeBron. Like, I don't see Derrick Rose beating LeBron unless he leaves and forms his own super team. Exactly. I, like, I feel like Derrick Rose wouldn't do that either. I feel like he'd rather just stay in Chicago. I think he's from there. Yeah, like I don't see. I just don't see him even winning another MVP. I don't even see him winning another MVP either. Like, he could get in the conversation, but, like, I don't see him winning. I don't see him, especially over those two, uh, those next two LeBron years. I was going to say the LeBron years, and then, and then it would, the KD, right? and then Curry, like, yeah. And by that point, like... Then he wouldn't even be the best point guard in the league, because exactly. Curry would be like, there. You're slowly, he's slowly starting to slow down, because you can only be like that type of point guard for so long like we've already seen how we're already starting to see how Westbrook's regressing like defensively and just you know well I mean well, just because they get injured thoughts. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true I don't know man like Steve Rose still would have been an all-time point guard but like I don't think he would have been top three and I don't think that he would have won as many like I don't think he would have just went on to win multiple championships and MVPs like lots of no people, like I think he could maybe get one more MVP like, I was going to say, maybe one more MVP. Yeah. It's just because people like to act like Derrick Rose is like the greatest point guard ever in his prime. And like, that's one, not true. And two, I don't even think he was necessarily in his prime yet. I was going to say, it was one season. Like, people say that it wasn't in his prime, but he also, it could have went the other way. He could have gone exactly. down. It could have so been like, like a fluke season. It could have been, yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Derek, that was the last one. So speaking of Derek Rose, that's the transition to talk about the Derek Rose trade that happens. So I think you you know the full trade, right? I'll just say it again. 
So D Rose got traded from the Pistons to the Knicks in exchange for Dan Smith Jr. and a second round pick. Yeah. What are your thoughts of this trade? Uh, I mean, the Pistons are taking a shot on Dennis Smith Jr. I like that, though. I do like that, but if they actually play him. They better – well, no, here's my thing. Killian Hayes is injured right now. So that's like, true. They, they, that's why. If Killian Hayes was there, then they don't do this. Yeah, they better have someone to play, they better have someone to play for them. Goddamn. Um, yeah, and I'm first – it's just like – I feel like it's more – I feel like Tom Thibodeau just like Loki wanted him. Loki um, wanted – yeah, and he was just like – I also feel like the Knicks are really trying to push for the playoffs, and I think that they actually can be a playoff team, which yeah, is crazy. Yeah, but like – I'd rather see D Rose competing for a championship, not in the playoffs with the Knicks. Yeah, like, yeah, like I'd rather have him contend for a championship. Exactly, and it's not even like the Pistons got like this offer that like blew them away, so they had to change. No, exactly. Like, I'm sure there'd be other teams that would have given up a similar package or maybe even more. Yeah, like Dennis Smith Jr. Like that's, I don't even think that's a risk. Like I just feel like he's he's not really gonna do anything at all in his career at this point. So like I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Like they could have gotten a first round pick and like probably like a rotational player. Exactly. So like I don't know, but Derrick Rose. I mean Dennis Smith Jr. I like how they're taking a shot on him because I mean we've seen in his rookie season how great he was. Really, before Luca, um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, I think that Desmond Junior was overrated as a rookie. That's I fair. just, I'm just not a big fan of like his game. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. As long as he actually gets minutes, man, that's all I care about. That's facts. My thing is like, I am really not a fan, and I think you could tell of like undersized guards that don't play well off the ball and are inefficient and inconsistent, and they're just, like, mainly rely on athleticism. Because I just say it's not the best thing in the world. Like, I don't know. It doesn't really translate to success. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I just, like, and I think you've noticed that from before, but just, like, yeah, those type of players are just, like, hard for me to find success with. But he'll get minutes. I like how they took a flyer on him. Same with Josh Jackson, you know, getting those guys that – have that potential. Then, yeah. yeah, that's that. I do admit that is the one thing that I like that they've been doing is getting guys that like because it's not like the the Pistons are competing for anything, so you might as well just give these guys some chance. Like maybe you'll hit on one of them. Exactly. That's what you. Yeah. Like, and they did last year with Christian Wood, and they were like, "You want more than eight mil? Get the fuck out." <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and it's like, bro, and that's you, where they went wrong. Yeah. Exactly. But. Yeah, exactly. Like all they have to do is re-sign this man. Like, you wouldn't like, bro. Like, if you want to get Jeremy Grant too, go ahead. Do you think? Do you think Jeremy Grant only wanted to sign if they signed Mason Plumley? Why would? Oh, they were both. I forgot that they were both on the. I I saw that the other day, and I kind of thought about it. I was like, what if that's why they signed Mason Plumley for so much money? Plumley signed first, so yeah, that would. I don't know how long apart the contracts were, but that could be. I don't know, man. I still, I still don't agree with it. I, I still don't. Made some blumbly for less than what did they give him? Like nine mil? Eight or nine? Eight or nine? They could have signed. They could have signed him, re-signed Christian Wood, and taken on Jeremy Grant too. That's the thing. It's like you gave. You didn't <laughs> think that Christian Wood was worth eight mil, but you thought that Mason Plumley was. That's what exactly. I was. Doing. 
that's what I just don't get. Like, if Christian Wood had, like, injury history, like, a long injury history, then that would make sense. But, like, it's not like there was any, like, risk. He was going to – we knew that he was going to be good. Exactly. Like, everyone was saying that he was going to win most improved. Yeah, exactly. Before – yeah, in the offseason, before he left. If they were able to get Jeremy Grant and Christian Wood, that's a nice, like, young duo that you can, like, build around and they can grow together. I was going to say, like, that's a good front court. Because exactly. you can play Christian Wood at the five and then Jeremy Grant at Jeremy the four, Grant and I think four. they exactly. complement each other well, yeah. Exactly. Like, they're, that is nice offensively as well as it's pretty good defensively as well. Yeah. Also, another thing about this trade for the Knicks is they just have, like, a lot of point guards, which is why I was also, like, kind of confused. That's true. Because they got... Austin Rivers and Andy Rose to hoop out for them. They got Austin Rivers, Alfred Payton, D. Rose, Emmanuel Quickly as their rotational guards. And then they also have RJ at the two. And then, yeah, they just have, like, a lot of guards. And I just want Alfred Payton gone. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Alfred Payton is not it, bro. Honestly, the Knicks have been the team I've probably been watching the most. Like, I've been watching lots of their games. Not because, well, because they've been on the most. (laughs) But also, I've, like, they've been one of the main teams I've been watching this season. And Alfred Payton is trash. And Emmanuel Quickly is so good. Emmanuel Quickly is really nice, bro. Like, he has a nice, like, he has a nice, like, finishing game. His floater is, like, literally already, like, top 10 in the league. Exactly. And he is just so crafty and just, he's so good. He's so confident. I love that. No, exactly. That was a great draft pick. But then also, um, I like D. Rose being a mentor for Emmanuel quickly. I think that's, that's an underrated part of this trade. But yeah, it's just like kind of confusing. I'd rather see D. Rose actually contend for something important. But <laughs> I don't know what you're on about, man. The Knicks contending for the playoffs very important to him. <laughs> that's true. Uh, All right, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the rest of our uh, podcast. And we're back. So the next topic I want to talk about, topic, talk about, yeah, is the Toronto Raptors. Now, there's two things that have been the news that I've seen, uh, just some rumors flying around regarding the Toronto Raptors, and they're kind of like contradicting each other. And I don't know if you've heard them. Do you know what they are? I have, but I can't remember them. Okay, so the first one is the Raptors front office might be trading Kyle Lowry and exploring that. Yeah, I did remember that one, yeah. And the other one is they're interested in Andre Drummond. I don't know. Yeah. Because they want center. I don't know why they want, like, a center so bad. They were trying to get Harrell in free agency and Whiteside. They really really want a center, and I I like what Boucher's doing for them. So, like, I guess because Nick Nurse really wants to keep running him off the bench. But, like, if you think you need a center that much, just start him. I want traditional big. Me, me have much as hair. <laughs> like, yeah, it's because they don't – yeah, they don't start Boucher and they don't play him a whole lot. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it makes sense because big men usually get played less. And also because when you're a big, you get into foul trouble more and that's harder to keep you in the games. They got Aaron Aaron Bates has been dog shit this yeah, season. Yeah, I know. That's why they want the center. That's why they want Drummond. They're like, Aaron Bates, you're not it. Yeah, they're like, Aaron Bates is the savior. And he's playing like absolute shit. Yeah, like last year he had a really good – he literally just was like consistent, consistently like mediocre. And last year he had like a god year. And then he's like, right, I'm going to go back to – I'm going to go back to dog shit. I'm going to go back to dog shit. But yeah, um, I also seen something 
a rumor that Drummond, his worth on the open market is a second round pick. So that's well. I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not, not surprised. surprised. Maybe, Cle- <laughs> Maybe Cleveland should just let it just fucking buy him out. They said they're not interested in buying him out. I seen something that they don't want to buy him out. Good. They shouldn't. Just, let's just let him walk, man. Like keep competing. Just let him walk. We're we're gonna talk about the Cavs later because I have another thing that I want to talk about with them. But the Raptors, I mean, if they get Drummond, like how much better does it make their team? Like honestly, I think Drummond with the Raptors and in that system, I think he could be a decent fit. That's why I don't. No, yeah, I don't mind it either. Just it's being, like, I feel like it's yeah. like the same same type of things with the Celtics. Like let him go down and rebound. They also really like to play within there. Like they have some players that play really well in transition. So like. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. And I don't know where the Raptors actually rank in rebounding, if they're a good rebounding team or not. I don't think they are. Probably. I doubt it. I doubt they are, yeah. Maybe a good, like, team rebounding team, but maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, starting lineup of, like, it's actually not a bad starting lineup of Lowry, Van Vliet, OG, Pascal, and Drummond. Like yeah, that's true. It looks it looks good, but I mean, I mean, if the Raptors are trying to just be like the Raptors and just be like, okay, we're gonna make the playoffs, we're gonna just do good in the regular season, and then we're gonna go out early in the playoffs, then that would be fine for them to get Drummond. That's but true. It's contradicting that they also might be selling Lowry. So it's like, what direction do you think? Yeah, I know that part. That I I don't think they should trade Lowry, man. Like, there's no need to. I was gonna say I'm trying to look at his contract. Like I don't I doubt know he how... wants. Like I doubt he's gonna want out of Toronto. I was gonna say I don't know why he would want out. I feel like he would retire there. Oh, he signed. Um. Well, he signed a one-year extension last year, so he is a free agent. I guess. Let me look. Um. He's an upcoming free agent. You should just sign back for like a cheaper deal. For a cheaper deal, I mean, I was kind of thinking that because like just he made a, his bag. Like, no, I was gonna say I think that that's what it, he will do. I think he'll take a team friendly deal and just like want to just be with the Raptors because he's thirty four. He's gonna be thirty five next season. Like he's still good, but like, how many more like years left are we gonna have of Kyle Lowry? Exactly. And just like with Fred Van Vliet on the rise with OG Ananobi, like with that young core. I mean, if you can get something that you think is worth it for Lowry, then I'd do it. But I wouldn't trade him for nothing, which I think no, is exactly. that they would do. Yeah, like just like a first. Yeah. So that's like, you don't know what that's going to become. Just like a late first. Like, I wouldn't trade him for like a exactly. late first. Because, like, I try and trade him for a player that has potential and that you are high on and that you could get for Lowry. Like I wouldn't just want an unknown. Or if you really believe that, if you really believe in your drafting, because the Raptors do have great drafting. That's true. Then you could get a pick. But it's just like, I don't know. They have Malachi Flynn coming up. I feel like they should just like wait until he's ready to potentially take over the starting spot and just have Lowry as the mentor. And he's That's like, fair. He's like the heart of that team. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they should just... Like, they're just a regular season team. If they're trying to push the regular season, like, I don't mind that for the Raptors. Like, yeah. well, they're going to want to be competitive. So, yeah, I, yeah, I don't mind if they go after Drummond. Yeah, they're going to want to be competitive. And also, it's just like, because they kind of need to be, you know? 
And I feel like that they can just be that team that's competitive for a long time, but also having young pieces, which is what they have right now. That's true. That's true. And it's just like, well, I mean, they're, the young pieces aren't even young. <laughs> like, Fred Van Vliet's like 26, Pascal's 27. Boucher's 27. Boucher's 27. I was shocked. I was like, what the I know. Hell? I saw it in 2K, and I was like, what? Yeah, I was shocked, too. I was like, this man's like 24, 23, 25, but no, 27. This man. Like, they're young guys, but they're not young. Like, you think, like, they just, uh, they're just on the come up, but they're really not that young. Yeah, exactly. They've, like, barely had any time in the league, but it's just because they've spent so much time in the G League. Chris Boucher came to the league at 25. Oh, God. That is a really late time to He's 28 now? Oh, my God. This man is going to retire next year. God damn. <laughs> this man is hitting his peak and, yeah, bruh, I didn't. Yeah, he was undrafted, I think. So then that's probably why. And he was just chilling in the G League for a million years. I like the way they have uh, the, the way you pronounce his name on basketball reference. Boucher. <laughs> Wait, let me see. Boucher. No, it's Boucher. Um, but he's a two-time champ? He won with the Warriors. Damn. He was, this he boy, was part of that roster. but This boy got more rings than... I don't know. Charles who's on, Yeah, who, Who's someone with one <laughs> ring? Oh, with one ring. Dirk. Oh, yeah, he's got... This man has more championships than Dirk. Boucher is better, confirmed. Boucher greater than Dirk. That is just ultimate fact. That's all like, facts. Yeah, if you don't think that's facts, then you don't watch basketball. <laughs> you got something wrong with you. Yeah, but... I think that the Raptors should just try and be competitive and just the asking price isn't high for Drummond. So I think just get a second. I think he'd be a good fit. Turn him into a good player. And Who would then... they have to trade, though? Because Drummond makes a lot of money. Um, I actually don't know. I would go I'll go to the NBA trade finder and see like if they have any bit. Probably, probably Aaron Baines. <laughs> oh, true. I don't know who they have that, like, Norman Powell makes a lot of money. I was thinking like, Norman Powell. I said, pretty sure Norman but he, Powell. He, what's he make, like, I, 10 mil? He makes 10, yeah. So I don't even know. If you trade Aaron Baines, I'm trying this. Aaron Baines to the Cavs. I forgot that this man was in Cleveland. I went to the Pistons. <laughs> Drummond for Baines. It says that, okay, the Raptors... Oh yeah, the Raptors don't have the money to do it. Well, that's well, that's tough. Guess they're hoping for that buyout. Are they trying to trade? La- Are they trying to trade Lowry and get Drummond? Is that what that's what I was thinking? But that's That'd be very odd. That is very pointless. That, that would not. Oh, Run Freddie at the point, like really bad. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like I don't mind that. I feel like I prefer. I feel like I'd prefer Fred VanVleet at the point. That's what I was going to say. Like, I don't mind the Lowry thing. It's just I don't think that it's worth it. And I don't think that you're going to get anything back. That definitely not trying to trade Lowry for Drummond. Yeah, no, definitely not. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But I think the Raptors should just try and be competitive and just keep what they're doing. There's no point not to, in my opinion. Like, they're not one of those teams that, like, I think should sell. No, exactly. They don't need to. There's no re- There's no reason to. Yeah, but a team that does need to sell is the Orlando Magic. And there's some news with them. I've seen a rumor that they're trying to look to trade Evan Fournier. Um, Trading the wrong guy. I was going to say, he's the guy you don't want to trade. 
He's don't. a guy that actually has someone that doesn't play the same position as him. I was gonna say, and he's like your only perimeter shot creator, and you just re- you just signed him, you just extended him. But yeah, it's just like they're trying to trade Fournier, and like when I seen that, it kind of was like clicked in my head. It was like, okay, if they're trying to trade Fournier, then they probably want to trade their other players, but maybe not. I mean. Aaron Gordon's been a guy that's been in trade rumors for like years. Years. I feel like, like they're not actually like I don't know if it's actually like anything that should be picked up because I feel like everyone just says like it should be traded, but they're like we're not gonna trade him. We don't. We're not even planning on it. Yeah, it's like I just want them to trade him. Honestly, like I just want him in a different situation. I want all their players in a different situation. Just restart. Hit the restart button. Hey, maybe they are just gonna trade Mo Bamba and and Cole Anthony for a player to help them compete. Compete for the play-in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that's feel, literally been too horrendous. That's literally. I mean, I don't know. The thing also is like they're the 13 seed in the East right now. 13? Didn't they start? I guess. Oh, they really dropped off when Falls they really. Into- yeah, they really well. No, they just started dropping off recently because they were like the nine seed, ten seed earlier, but now they're the the thirteenth seed. So it's like there's no point not to tank. What are you competing for? No, exactly. Like yeah, and Vucevic, he's raising. You should be looking at this as him no, raising exactly. his trade value. Raising his trade value. What teams do you think? Because I see the Celtics were interested, but what other teams do you think would be like a good fit for Vucevic? Is there any other teams? Good defensively. I was thinking like the Kings is interesting because they're kind of like, I don't know. I just kind of feel like that's floor space or center. I just feel like Vooch would be good with them. And then run Holmes off the bench. I really like six men. Who? I really like the picture. uh, The picture. I really like, uh, I really like Holmes. I do too, but I think I like him better as yeah, like that be Montrez really Harrell. Yeah. Like that Montrez Harrell role. And then Vucevic just has that floor spacer and then just that other offensive weapon and then just playing fast and just chucking up shots, which is no, what they've yeah. been doing more. Yeah. But yeah, I think the Kings is definitely a team. The Celtics, like, I don't know if it's worth it even because you'd have to, I don't even, I don't even know if I do that. Cause like I, I don't even know what their problem is. If it's depth, if it's the center position, or if it's Kemba. Like they, yeah, I think I feel like it's depth, man. I don't know. I think it's depth. I feel like it's C. All I feel above. like it's guys yeah, like <laughs> It's also the depth, yeah. Which I knew was gonna be a problem at the start of the season. I knew that it was like really bad, but like I thought that it would be a bit better. No, exactly. But yeah, Peyton Pritchard's been good though. He's been like the bright spot on that He's bench. Been a really good bright spot for them. Something they so. needed. Finally, one of those, someone, one of the picks, one of the million picks they didn't want to trade actually paying off. Facts. Also, here's the thing. This goes out to the Orlando Magic GM. Trade Vucevic. Trade Aaron Gordon. Trade Fournier. Play Bobamba. Play Fultz next year and have him be the main guy and just have him just. Shuck up shots and just like have him go jo- fade for then get, Cade, then get Jonathan Isaac back. Literally fade for Cade. 
That's all you have to do is just fade for Cade. There's no point to compete. The Magic are a team that just need to sell and just get a higher draft pick. There's You have Vooch, who you could get something for, probably, because he's amazing. You just have to find the right team. Aaron Gordon is a guy that's on the block, and he's been doing well from three this season, so he's been raising his value. And then you have Fournier, who's a shooter and scorer and perimeter creator that lots of teams would want. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. They need to rebuild, like, badly. Like, they're probably one of the teams that I want to rebuild the most. Like, them and the Wizards. Just, like, reset. Yeah, the Wizards, need to, the Wizards need to blow it up, bro. The thing is, the Wizards, like, they have really decent pieces. That, what like, that you're not going to, like, trade, but, like, you would use for if you were trying to contend. But that's, they're, that's they're just trash. And I feel like that's a lot of the reason why people thought they were going to make playoffs. It's because they have good, decent pieces, but, like... It just doesn't fit. Exactly. And, and that's really ass on defense. Coaching. Yeah. <laughs> that, too. Like, the coaching is just awful. Scott Brooks is... <laughs> One of the worst coaches. Uh, we're going back to coaches. No, we must move on. <laughs> so, a team that has been doing good has been the Sacramento Kings. Um, I've been watching lots of Kings games recently, and they're on a four-game uh, they winning play- streak. I watched them yesterday. I forget- oh, they were playing the Clippers. Yeah, they're on. They were on. They're on a four-game winning streak right now. They played the. They beat the Clippers. They beat the Pelicans. They Pelicans, beat the, yeah. the Celtics, and they beat another team that was pretty good. The Pacers, maybe. I forgot who it was, but they beat, like, well, I just mentioned the Pelicans, but they're not really, like, a good team. But, like, they've been... Hey, the Pelicans are starting to get it going. It's not like they beat the Pistons, like, four times in a row, is what I mean Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they've been rolling, and, like, the Kings are honestly... They've been such an underrated team for so long, because, like, people expect them to always be at the bottom, but they're always, like, right there in the picture. They're always, like, right there in the playoff picture, and everyone writes them off in the regular season. Like, that's what... Because you look at their roster, and it's like, oh, they're not going to be good. And yeah, they, like, just they just have, good. like, a couple pieces that are, like... They've got some pieces that are good, but you don't really expect, like, anything amazing out of them. But they actually do all play well together. Exactly. Like, their their team, if they could just, like, play a higher pace and get that culture right, like, I feel like they're... They have they have a weird future. I don't know. It's like, it's good and it's bad. That, yeah, that's true. But, yeah. um, But De'Aaron Fox has been very just overlooked and he won western Spike was playing yeah he did he's been and it's deserved yeah. he's playing really well uh i'll bring up his averages so in the four wins on the four game winning streak he's averaging 31 points per game and nine assists per game yeah like he's had a couple big games yeah he's and just in the clutch every year in the clutch he's just been great because the kings are a clutch team like the kings are a surprising like clutch team and that's why i think that they have done as well as they have the past couple of seasons over people's expectations because they are going to clutch and Fox is going to clutch. Well, what, what team was it? The Pelicans when he torched the Pelicans in that fourth quarter, he's torched the Pelicans twice this season. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. That says, (laughs) and then he also had a really good fourth quarter against the Clippers and he just carried that win out for them and just playing really great for them. No, exactly. Just his potential is underrated. That's true. Like, I've been really high on this man for a long time. And when people mention point guards, like, obviously, John Trey Young. Are, they really sleep on Swiper. They're more popular, but I don't hear anything about Fox. No, they really be sleeping, sleeping on Swiper. Fox is one of those young point guards, and I think he can be a top five point guard in the league. I've been saying that. Yeah. yeah. And, 
Yeah, I just think when you talk about young guards, I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. Like, I feel like Shea gets way more attention than him, but I feel like... Shea gets a lot of praise. Shea gets like, a lot of praise, well but... Deserved. No, yeah. I just think that they're closer than the praise is. Like, Fox gets no praise, and Shea gets all the yeah. praise, but they're closer than people think. There's just not enough love to give. There's just... Well, the thing is, there is. They just give all the love to <laughs> yeah, <know>. the same <laughs> players, and then they call them overrated after they, like, have one bad game. That's bad. And then it's just sad. But yeah. Um, another underrated piece of the Kings this season has been Harrison Barnes. Um, I didn't actually know how well he was doing until I looked at it. He's averaging 17 points per game this season. And yeah. Like, oh, I just look at it. Harrison, like Harrison. I like Harrison Barnes as a player. And I think he can like actually like fit places. But that contract is... Yeah, obviously, he's just making a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. And the thing also is just, like, he's just been, like, playing for, like, not great teams and just, like, chucking up shots. Like, I liked him, actually, on the Warriors when he was just, like, that role player. No, exactly. And he then, kind of put gas in the playoffs. And then, yeah, that's the one thing. In the playoffs, he did awful. And then they were like, bye. And then he just went to the Mavs and then just, like, was their best player for no, exactly. three years. And I forgot then, about that, actually. Holy. Yeah, he was literally their best player and their leading scorer in the tail end of the... Those teams were bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have Dirk on his last leg. You have Harrison Barnes. I don't even know who they had at center. I think they had, like, oh, I don't even know, like, Dwight Powell. I mean, never mind. He's still there. <laughs> but as... Yeah, and then that team was just bad. I think they had, like, Deron Williams at point guard. Like, trash-ass Deron Williams or JJ. <laughs> they had, like, old JJ. It's just bad. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Harrison Barnes, he's averaging 20 points per game uh, during the win streak. And he's showing 42% from three over the course of this whole season. So, like, he's been doing really good. Yeah, yeah. And he's finally finding his fit with the team. Which and is then, good for them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, because that score is really just important, especially from, like, the forward position, because they really don't have, like, other than him, like, that score from, like, the forward position. No, exactly. Exactly. Because Bagley is... <laughs> he is not a scorer. This man averages, like, five points per game. Five? He's averaging, t- I think, 12. <laughs> he's averaging, <laughs> like... Not that that's yeah. amazing or anything. <laughs> no, he's not. He's just very quiet. It's, like, a consistent... Like yeah, which, which like it's, it's not a bad thing, but like it's not obviously bad, but he's not doing much else. Yeah, obviously for his expectations, it's kind of a like if he was this, check. if he was this positive defender, or if he was like positive on any other side of the ball, then other than scoring, then it wouldn't be bad day scoring like at that rate. But he's not been, so yeah. Um, another thing is Tyrese Halliburton, who's become one of my favorite rookies um maybe even my favorite rookie i was gonna say halliburton has been really nice for them this season like i was really high on him going into the draft i really liked his game like when i was just like reading up on all the draft prospects he was one that i fell in love with because great playmaker great court vision six five point guard that can play off the ball and is very versatile he and just looks big out there bro. he just looks big like would you see him like he just looks built built I yeah, think he's pretty. Well, he's pretty like scrawny. 
he looks like tall though, man. Like oh, he looks taller than six five. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> and like he could still be growing. Who knows? <laughs> he's gonna he's be six d- nine by next year. He's gonna be eight feet tall. NBA players' heights works. They're like, yeah, he was he's six four coming into the league, and then next year all of a sudden they're seven feet tall. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but yeah, like Tyrese. One of my favorite rookies. He's just been amazing. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I think that he should get lots. Of, he's also been very clutch for them. Like that Kings yeah. clutch is underrated. No, he's. I think he's like almost top of the. Uh, in terms of rookies, like rookies, he's top in almost every every category. In clutch, well, in crunch time. Oh, in crunch time. Okay, I was thought you were just saying like base stats. I was like, he's not top of for rebounds, but. <laughs> for clutch stats, yeah, he's been really clutch this season, and I think that he's probably, I'd say, like, top three Rookie of the Year voting. Oh, 100%. I'd say maybe even two. Like, LaMelo's clearly one, and then after that, it's, like, Tyrese, probably, and then I think that Tyrese has more of a case than Edwards. That's true. So, I'd say Tyrese I can is second. I agree with that. Yeah, I'd say Tyrese is second Rookie of the Year voting right now, and that was a really great draft pick for them, and I knew that was going to be but they just need to build better around Tyrese St. Fox because I love those guys. But Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. No, uh, I like that duo for them. Yeah. Do you think that this win streak and their winning waves will continue and that they'll be in contention for a playoff spot, or do you think that they're going to fizzle out and just like – I think it'll be like – I think they'll be playing at least. I was going to say, I think they'll be playing just because that's like what they're going for and like they are a team that's like constantly on the bubble and on the brink. So, yeah. No, exactly. I yeah, I think I think playing for them at least because I think the Mavericks will rise up. Uh, I hope it's better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they better. But yeah, um, shout out to the fox. Uh, I was gonna say shout out to the fox. Shout, shout out, out to, to the, the fox. Shout out to the what does the fox? What say? is it that announcers always say? They're like. If you don't like that, then you don't like Kings no, basketball. I, no, they're oh. like, uh, don't fox around or something like that. No oh. fox are given. Oh, I don't. Li- that's funny. I don't listen to games with commentary on, though. Honestly, that might is that weird. I feel like people think probably, that's weird. like <laughs> probably, like I listen to games listening to music, and like the announcers just like annoy me, and it's like I don't learn anything new because I already know all the shit they're talking about. That's true. So it's like, they're like, did you know that Jimmy Butler was hopeless? Like, yes, yes. I have been told that many times. Yeah, literally, y'all say that, like, every game. They literally say stuff like that every game. Those are, like, facts that, like, basic fans should be like, oh, I didn't know that. And then, like, fans have heard it, like, some fans have heard it, like, a million times. Exactly. Like, we get it. It's because they always repeat it, like, yes, Jimmy Butler was homeless. I am sorry. Did you know that Sion was... Did you know that Zion you know played on the same A and U team? Did you know Zion weighs two hundred and eighty-five pounds? Like, yes. Did you know he's a fat motherfucker? <laughs> 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 but then the thing is, they're not even consistent with it. Like his height, they're like he's a two hundred and eighty-five pound six-six guy. He's a two hundred eighty-five pound six-eight guy. Like, huh? His his height just fluctuates. Yeah. <laughs> He shrinks. He, he shrinks shrink. or grows depending on the day. He's the real Ant Man. He's not Thanos. He's Ant Man, bro. <laughs> Whose nickname? Oh, it's Anthony Edwards. His nickname is Ant Man. I like that nickname. Anthony Edwards honestly has pretty great like post game interviews. Yeah, 
That's true. That, that's so, true, actually. Like, all the ones I've seen, it's, like, really funny and, like, entertaining. So that helps build his brand if you're funny because, like, his on-the-court <laughs> play doesn't really help him. That man's got the confidence, like, all the confidence in the world, though. I was going to say, I actually don't mind Edwards. Like, he's had a lot of bumps in the road, but I see the potential when I watch No, him. yeah, so do I. So it's do just I. about, it's the same thing with, like, yeah, really, against... it's like, his motivation, man. It's literally just putting it together. Like, and, like he seems like he's yeah. motivated. Like, what did you say that one interview? He was like, um, yeah. he's like, like I can be a star at anything I want to do. Yeah, and then I was like, hockey? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> like, he's just got all the confidence in the world. Curling? Yep. <laughs> Water polo? Yep. <laughs> like, literally. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I see the the only time I've seen that he doesn't have, like, great motivation is just, like, that weird report before the draft. Like, other than that, I've actually heard that he has a pretty good, like, work ethic. Which is, yeah. like... Yeah, that's true. Is, I think that report was probably just, like, leaked on purpose to tank his rating. I can agree with that. That's what my guess is, because it's kind of just, like, random in the timing of it, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last topic I want to talk about is the uh, Cavs. We've already talked about Drummond earlier, but Larry Nance is injured for four to six weeks, and that's a huge loss for just bad, their defense. Bad for them. Their defense also has fallen off a lot, just, like, in general. Like, they were, like, a top three defense to start the year, and now they're ninth in defense. Which, like, I can't say I'm surprised. It's also not the no. worst thing in the world, but... but no, I was going to say. Yeah, but no. Larry Nance, he was a big part of that defense. And they also want to trade Drummond, who, I mean, just puts up defensive stats. I'm not saying he's going yeah, to Yeah, bro, better, people but... are here saying Drummond's deep play. And it's like, relax. Mike, come on. <laughs> <laughs> bro, that's like when people were saying Whiteside was defensive player of the year last year. It was like, Like, no. I get like it looks like he should be, but like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, exactly. I think my depoy this year is either AD or Gobert, personally. Gobert's really nice this season, and the Jazz, it, it'd be well-deserved. The Jazz are playing amazing. Yeah, and his impact is just there. I mean, AD's been really underrated on defense this season, too. That's true. Honestly, everyone's talking about how shit he's doing on offense. Yeah, everyone's like, talking about how bad he is this season. Yeah, but defensively, he's been that guy. But yeah, Which the Cavs, Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, the Cavs, so Larry Nance injured for four or six weeks. Their defense has already started to regress. And since they won back to back against the Nets, they are two and seven as their record. <laughs> so they've fallen off. Colin Sexton's been going a little bit down ever since then. Um, he's just been like, he's yeah. still doing his thing. Yeah. But... So yeah, do you think that the Cavs, like that we've seen the last of like the good Cavs, or do you think that they're going to bring it back? I don't necessarily know if we'll see it again this season, but... Okay, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't know, but... It'd it'd be cool to see, but I I don't know. I don't see it. I don't necessarily see it happening. No, yeah. And, like, with them trading Drummond and with with Larry Nance being injured, with Kevin Love being out and... I forgot he was on that team, bro. Just yeah, he... I just forget about Kevin Love in general, bro. Poor Kevin Love. You make Kevin Love sad. <laughs> and he has no market, oh, so he's no. probably just like, oh no, you made Kevin Love sad. Um, Kevin Love, bro, cry. 
<laughs> but yeah, with them trying to play Jared Allen more, with them trying to play Sexton Garland more and Okoro, like I think that they should just it makes sense. They should just try and fizzle out, honestly, because like with all the things I just said with the drama, like, get, thing, your, with the get your guys the minutes they need to get better. Literally, I mean, the thing is, they are getting minutes. That's true. It's not, it's not like, not true. like all their young guys are getting minutes. It's just like. I don't know, just, like, more time with the ball when they are on the court, I guess. Yeah. And just, like, just trying to tank and get a better draft pick because I wouldn't want to be stuck in no man's land. Everybody's got to fade for Cade. Is, Cade is even, like, the consensus number one, though, in my opinion. That's true. Like, I feel like Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley could potentially be the number one pick and they could make a run. Yeah, like, Cade, like, his, statistically, he hasn't been looking, like, too insane. Yeah, exactly. But this is going to be a good upcoming draft class. But, like, Cade Cunningham. Cunningham. Coming? No. Cade, stop coming in. I said Cunningham. (laughs) He's not (laughs) Cade Cunningham. Cade Cunningham. It's just like the athletic tools, him being a 6'8 guard is just like interesting to yeah. lots of people. But yeah, I'd say just fade for Cade, bro. Fade for Cade. Fade or for Cade. suck for or Suggs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. Yeah, right. Just... Pause. Um, fall off. What's something I remember with Mobley that would like. I don't think that there's the anything with that. <laughs> Roby from Mobley? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, bro. Um, but anyways, that is all for this episode of the Hooper's Lab podcast. We talked about lots of things on this podcast. We talked about... Talked about some weird shit. Talked about... <laughs> talked about... <laughs> sucking. Jalen sucks. <laughs> sucks. Hey, hit me. No, 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 no. no. Don't hit me. Don't hit Hit, hit I mean, me up to hey, was, on the podcast. Yeah, I was gonna I say it. Say. I was say it. I mean, I'm not hitting him up for that. But if you wanted to hit me up, <laughs> yeah, come on the podcast, bro. That's what I wanted you to hit me up for. But yeah, we talked about the Kings' success. We talked about the Raptors, uh, them being at crossroads. We talked about some NBA debates, and we also talked about the Cavs. Uh, that's all for this episode of the Hoopers Lab podcast. We hope you enjoyed, and we hope you tune in for the next time that we record one of these. Whenever so, yeah. we feel like it. Whenever we, yeah, it's just basically just like a, a spontaneous, just like pod now, yes. <laughs> but yeah, but this is episode 36, so yeah, we've been going strong. We're going to keep... We're almost at 50. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I'd say almost, but yeah. <laughs> but that's all. We'll see you in the next one. Take care and goodbye.